Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. As always, my name's Tom, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Following on from Monday's episode, tonight we return to Anita's cottage for the end of our two-part story, read by Heather. When we last saw Anita, she watered the flowers and gathered some lavender. Now, we'll join her in the kitchen as she makes some refreshing lavender lemon tea at the end of a long day. So, let's get nice and cozy in bed now, ready for another relaxing tale at Anita's cottage. Cuddle into the comfort of your bed covers, like a caterpillar cocooning itself for a long, peaceful rest. And as you lay there, still and calm, just feel the slow, rhythmic rise and fall of air into your chest as you take a few deep inhales and long, leisurely exhales. Appreciate the chance to be conscious of your breath, which has kept you alive and moving throughout the day without need for attention. And notice that with each wave-like motion of your breath, you drift farther and farther from the events of your day. This is your well-deserved time to let go, to enjoy the simple pleasure of rest, and to listen to a relaxing, comforting bedtime story while you gradually drift towards sleep. So, let your imagination wander as we travel to a quiet cottage 
with a beautiful garden. The sun is setting at the end of a long day, and this is where our story begins. It's a beautiful late summer afternoon, just before sunset. Anita dusts her fingers off as she walks down the garden path towards her cottage. The breeze, which is cooler now, skips lightly over her skin as she looks up and shades her eyes. The sun brings her home into sharp relief, the light cascading down the thatched roof. As she walks, the sun seems to pull the light away, sinking rapidly into the horizon. By the time she's at her front door, the sky blushes a deep red, The crickets hum in the bushes, but their music fades as she steps inside and shuts the door behind her. Home, she thinks, looking around with wonder. With the lamps off, the windows fill her living room with a crimson light. Anita closes her eyes and inhales. The smell of home is hard to define, but if it were bottled and turned into a perfume, she knows she'd recognize it anywhere. There's the smell of soil she tried so hard not to track in from her garden. Then... There's the fragrance of the gardenia candles she burns on colder nights. This is what home smells like to her. Today, there's also the fresh scent of wood cleaner from when she tidied up the day before. And there's something else, new and yet familiar. Anita opens her eyes and smiles as she slips off her boots and heads to the kitchen. On her way, she flicks on the overhead light. The lavender sits exactly where she left it this afternoon. It's in a vase that was gifted to her by the owner of the ceramic shop which is right next to Anita's gardening store downtown. The deep purple body of the vase looks like an extension of the lavender, complementing the bloom's 
perfectly. Anita leans in and sniffs. The light, woody smell of the flowers clears her head. The effect stays with her long after she moves away. Lavender has always been a special flower for her. The smell brings back fond memories of winter nights at her grandparents' house. Her family always took a trip to see her grandparents during the holidays. Anita laughs quietly as she thinks of how excited she used to be every year. Her grandmother always smiled patiently at her before going to prepare her some lavender tea to help her fall asleep. Even though she hasn't visited her grandmother for a while, Anita remembers her face as if she'd only seen her yesterday. She can picture the scene in her mind's eye as her grandmother sets the kettle to boil. The wrinkles on the older woman's hands seem to have love etched into them. The memory warms Anita from within. She decides it's been too long since she last had that tea. Anita reaches over to the vase and pulls out the long stems. Then she tips the water from the vase into the sink nearby. Holding the lavender in one hand, she reaches into a painted teal cabinet and takes out a large bowl, setting it onto the counter. She places the lavender within it carefully so as not to crush the blooms. Anita then walks over to the other side of her kitchen and opens a drawer. Inside are rows of fresh towels. The scent of her dryer sheets rises from them. Anita pulls out a towel and then opens her everything drawer as she calls it. Inside, there are bits and bobs that have no other home. There's a bit of old netting from a pair, pens with too little ink to put by her desk, and keys to her old front door. She roots around a bit, and then pulls out a long-stemmed lighter. Carrying everything over to the dining room table, she places her bowl and towel down on the wooden surface. Then, Anita reaches over and lights the candles she keeps here for nights like this. When she presses down on the lighter, a flame appears at its tip and touches the wick, slowly lighting it 
the fire seems to bloom instantly. Anita sets the candle down and lights another. These candles, white and luminescent, waft sweet notes of gardenia as they burn. These were gifts from her shop neighbor, Eileen, who makes them by hand. Anita treasures them. She can still remember Eileen's warm welcome when she first opened her garden store. To thank her, Anita gave Eileen some of her leftover gardenias. And in return, Eileen had surprised her with a gift. A couple of scented candles made from the flowers. Every time Anita lights the candles, she thinks of Eileen and her kind smile. Eileen's job suits her perfectly. It's as if this warm, loving person was destined to make candles, bringing warmth and light into people's lives. Anita decides that tomorrow she'll go into Eileen's store and thank her again. Sighing happily, she takes the lavender and places it on the towel. As the fabric darkens with moisture, she sifts through the blooms, separating one stem from the rest. Holding it over the empty bowl, Anita runs her fingers over the purple buds, picking them lightly from the stem and letting them drop. They rest brightly against the stark white porcelain, looking like small purple grains of rice. When she's done with one stalk, she moves to the next and then takes up yet another. Soon the thin oil of the lavender coats her fingers. The woody floral fragrance wafts through the kitchen. The scent is rich and fresh and with the repetitive motion of her hands, Anita finds her mind beginning to calm. Every fleeting thought seems like a ripple in a pond. As she works, she lets herself watch those thoughts pass by. It's like letting the ripple spread out before the water stills again. Thoughts of her work, her shop, and her garden no longer concern her. In this moment, she feels content, and her worries seem dim and far away. 
The sun has set completely now, and the house is cocooned in darkness. The single light turned on in her kitchen casts a warm yellow glow over the cabinets. It fades and diffuses as it reaches the dining room, which is lit by the candles. Anita notes the gentle gradation of the shadows. The windows were bright when they framed the sunset, but now they're dark, awaiting the stars to make them shine. Even though dusk has long since passed and night has arrived, it seems as if a piece of twilight has remained in this room. Anita's fingers grasp at the towel beside her, only to find it empty. It seems this stage has come to an end. She gathers up the empty stalks beside her on the table and places them onto the towel. Her bowl is almost half full now. The pile of bright lavender buds seem to shine in the candlelight. Grasping the bowl carefully with one hand, she scoops up the stalks and makes her way to the kitchen. Here, she sets the towel by the sink and places the bowl by the stove. It's time, she thinks, smiling at the thought of the sweet lavender syrup that will grace her future drinks and baked goods. The syrup needs two main things, a cup of sugar and a cup of water. Perhaps she'll also add a squeeze of lemon to complement the sweet taste once it's cooled down. Anita moves around her kitchen, humming softly to herself. She opens the spice cupboard and takes the sugar out before going in search of her measuring cups. Strange, she thinks. They've disappeared again. Anita usually likes to find them right away, but this evening, a sense of calm has settled over her, and she knows that it's all right. Tonight, she's going to make lavender syrup, and a missing measuring cup won't change that. Humming still, Anita opens up the cupboard that holds all her crockery. Here, she finds dinner plates, dessert plates, soup bowls, and mugs. The mugs sit bunched together on one shelf. There are all kinds. Tall and short, stout and thin, 
old and new. Memories of years gone by are gathered here on this one shelf. Her eyes trace the familiar chip in the indigo mug she got on a family vacation to India when she was younger. Then there's the mug from a local downtown ceramic store. Its pitted red surface still glossy. Anita closes her eyes and brushes her fingers over each mug, noting how some are sleek while others are more worn. It feels as if I can touch time long past, she thinks. Smiling serenely, she opens her eyes and picks the mug her fingers land on last. In a stroke of luck, it's the mug her grandmother gave her two summers ago. It was a housewarming gift for Anita's move to the cottage. Bright yellow, like sunflowers in the summer, the mug is one of her favorites. It's unusually shaped, almost like a ceramic tankard. The mug's curved handle is a deeper orange-yellow, setting it apart from the rest of the body. Anita touches a dark spot at the base, where she once accidentally sat it down on the stove when it was still hot. The mug is as bright in her kitchen as her grandmother's smile. It warms her to think of their close, loving relationship. Anita takes the mug and a bowl from the same cupboard and sets both beside her sugar tin. Reaching below her, she opens the cabinets to reveal a variety of cookware. Nestled at the very back is a small saucepan. It's the perfect size. So she takes it out and places it on the stove. Finally, she heads to the pantry. Apart from the usual food, she also stores old bottles and jars here. The jams and syrups they once held long cleaned out. One of these would be perfect to hold the lavender syrup. The bottle she chooses is frosted, with hairline scratches on its neck from when she used a knife to take the plastic off the top. She picks at the gummy residue left on its body and fondly remembers the delicious Italian lemon drink this bottle once held. It was a gift from a friend who lived in Florence 
The sweet, zesty taste comes back to her now. After the contents were emptied, she'd never found another drink quite like it. Now, this bottle will have a new life. Anita searches for a cork that fits into the mouth, then backs out of the pantry and goes over to the stove. Her ingredients are all ready. Methodically, Anita pours the sugar into the mug and then empties it all into the bowl. She does it once more before taking the mug and saucepan over to the sink. Next, she sets the saucepan carefully to the side and then runs the water, checking with her fingers to make sure it's cool. She dips the mug under the stream, filling it until the water is bubbling up and over the edge. After pouring it into the pan, Anita returns the mug to the sink, where she fills it with more water. Having poured this into the pan as well, she turns the mug over on the dish rack. Then she puts the saucepan on the stove. Medium heat should do, she thinks as she turns the stove on. Bright flames bloom from the deep within the burner, licking the base of the pan. Leaving the water to heat up, Anita takes the empty bottle over to the sink. Here, she rinses it thoroughly, letting the water run deep inside before stoppering the bottle with her thumb and shaking it. She empties the bottle and then refills it once more. The stream of water is steady, and as it descends, small bubbles appear inside the bottle. The frosted glass blurs the motion, and the bubbles are like vague spots in the water. Then, Anita tips it over and lets the water flow out. As she does this, she becomes aware of the gentle sounds of boiling water behind her. Shaking the now empty bottle over the sink, Anita turns toward the stove. Steam rises from the saucepan. The surface of the water is tempestuous, and Anita decides it's the perfect time for the sugar to be added. Taking the bowl from beside the stove, she grasps it with both hands and shakes it lightly, sending the sugar down in an even stream. Almost done, she thinks happily, and reaches over to the larger bowl 
Inside, the lavender is bright and its heady scent wafts up. Anita waves a hand over the bowl, sniffing lightly. She knows that very soon, her whole house will be suffused with this fragrance. She empties the bowl into the saucepan as she tucks a stray hair behind her ear. She breathes in the lovely woody scent of the lavender. Next, Anita picks up a ladle and stirs the mixture until the water swirls. With its bubbles disrupted and the lavender buds floating lazily in the whirlpool. Anita places the ladle down in a dish by the stove. Then she walks over to her junk drawer. Rifling through, she finds an egg timer in the shape of a crab and sets the dial to 30 minutes. This little crab reminds Anita of her old high school friend who'd gone to the coast for her summer vacation. Her friend had bought the crab there and then given it to Anita as a gift when they were back at school. It's a dear memory and Anita makes a mental note to call her friend soon. With 10 minutes to wait before the mixture is thick enough, Anita decides to clean up as much as she can. She takes the used bowl to the sink and gives it a good rinse, taking her time as the warm water runs down the sides and over her hands. When she's satisfied, she turns the tap off again and places the bowl onto the dish rack. The bowl shines dimly in the light, a droplet of water traveling down the side. And then it pauses. Entranced, Anita marvels at how water shatters the scene behind it into blurred fractals. The light from the candles on her dining room tables shines onto the bowl. The droplet slides further down, gaining speed. Anita watches as the reflection of the candle within the droplet blurs and swirls as the water hastens its journey downwards. And then... With a faint plop, it splatters into the dish rack. Next, Anita picks up the neatly wrapped bundle of lavender stalks. Using a pair of kitchen scissors, she cuts the stalks cleanly into thirds until they're short and compact. She then bends down and opens the cupboards under the sink. This is where she keeps a small teal bucket. 
Her composting bin is a treasure she found in a store downtown. Inside is a piece of charcoal lining and a green biodegradable bag. Anita places the lavender stalks inside the bucket, then snaps the lid closed. In the cupboard, there's also a wire basket filled with old rags. It was a good idea to save all those used-up pieces of cloth to clean with, she thinks. She takes an old dish towel from the basket, dampens it under the tap, and gets to work. The cloth glides smoothly over the countertops, lending them an easy shine in the faint light. As she nears the stove, she smells the lavender and glances at the timer. It shows there are still a few minutes on the clock, so she continues cleaning. Next, she folds the towel over and takes the unsoiled cloth to the rest of her kitchen. When she's satisfied, she goes over to the sink once more, wetting the cloth and wringing it out again. Then, she hangs the towel over the tap and gets another rag. Anita's dry rag soon becomes damp as she wipes away the moisture, buffing her countertops to a greater shine. The back-and-forth motion seems to guide her into a trance-like state and puts her mind at ease. Little things like cleaning or freshening up her room always put her in a better mood. Slowly, Anita works from one end of the room to the other until her kitchen is sparkling. The smell of lavender has pervaded the room now, even reaching the far corners and escaping into the dining room. She wonders if the syrup is almost ready. And then, as if on cue, her timer makes a light ringing sound. Slinging the used towel over the sink, Anita goes to the timer and clicks a small button on the side, turning it off. She tucks it away in her junk drawer and then turns to the syrup. It's bubbling gently, which means that it's nearly ready. After turning off the heat, Anita dips the ladle into the syrup, stirring gently. When she lifts the ladle, the syrup drips off the side and into the saucepan. 
as it cools, the remaining syrup on the ladle flows at a lethargic pace. Perfect, she thinks. She takes the saucepan off the burner and sets it to the side. Then, she reaches into one of the cupboards above her head and takes out a funnel set. After rifling through the set, Anita fits the largest one into the mouth of the bottle, making sure it rests snugly. She carefully tilts the saucepan over the funnel so the syrup pours into the bottle. The purple syrup is slow in its descent, and as it falls, the glass is tinted a lavender shade. When the bottle catches the light, it casts a purple shadow onto the countertop like a stained glass window. Shadows from the suspended lavender buds break the purple light as they slowly sink downwards. The bottle fills slowly until the flow of syrup gradually stops. A few droplets and pieces of stray lavender still remain in the pan, but Anita knows that there's only enough left for a mug of tea and not much else. So she places the pan back onto the stove. Clear and sweet, the syrup is her prize at the end of this endeavor. Anita gently places it on the counter so it can cool. No sense in rushing it, she thinks. Steam rises from the mouth of the bottle as she carries the saucepan over to the sink. Here, she takes the mug on the dish rack and fills it with water, tipping the mug over to fill the saucepan once more. Then, she puts the saucepan on the stove. Leaving it to heat up, Anita opens her fridge and takes a bottle of lemon juice from the shelf. Freshly squeezed juice is always better, she thinks. But tonight, this will do. She carefully pours a capful into her mug. Then, she shuts the bottle with a snap and it goes back to its rightful place in the fridge. Anita opens another drawer, which contains an assortment of kitchen items. She searches until she finds a small, round strainer. It fits perfectly in her mug, ready to catch any stray lavender butts. Steam rises from the saucepan now, so she turns off the heat and carefully pours the liquid into the mug 
The strainer catches all the lavender buds left behind, and the mug slowly fills up with tea. The liquid reaches the bottom of the strainer and then rises above it, suspending the loose buds in its eddies. Anita carefully fishes the strainer out and, unwilling to waste any of the precious lavender, carefully scrapes the remaining buds into the syrup. Noticing now, that the steam curls seem to be all but dissipated. She stoppers the bottle and places it in the fridge. The mug of tea is hot to the touch. After a moment of consideration, she decides to leave the mug where it is and wait for it to cool down a bit. The saucepan now sticky from the tea, waits for her in the sink, along with the strainer. So she runs the tap once again. The water is warm as she adds soap to the sponge. She gently scrubs at the saucepan, taking care not to scratch it, but rubbing firmly enough to remove any residual stickiness. The handle gets the same treatment before she moves on to the strainer. Soap gathers inside it as she scrubs the outside. Then she runs the saucepan under the water. When the water runs clear, she moves on to the strainer Satisfied that both are clean, Anita turns her attention to the sponge. When it's free of suds, she wrings it out and leaves it to dry. At last, Anita turns to her mug. It sits there on her clean counter, as if it's been waiting patiently for her to finish. Steam rises upwards, swirling through the air. When she cups the mug between her fingers, it's warm instead of hot, and she knows the tea is good to drink. Ah, <sighs> finally, she thinks. Anita feels tired as she walks out of the kitchen around the dining table and towards the comfy armchair in her living room. It's a good sort of tiredness, though. The kind of feeling that comes after a long day of hard work. When she sits down, she sighs happily. She nestles back into the warmth of her favorite armchair, then reaches over to turn on the lamp on the table beside it. There's a book there, which she returns to year after year. She puts her lips to the mug, 
the sweetness of the lavender is cut by the tangy lemon juice. The taste fills her with nostalgia. It's as if the memories of her grandmother are distilled into this warm drink. Content at last, Anita settles in and opens her book to the page where the bookmark rests. She's looking forward to a cozy night ahead, and as she drinks this soothing lavender tea, she knows she'll sleep well tonight. Good night.